0: I was not in a position to note, negotiate with Brother Sam with folding money like Brother Stephen suggested. I have become debit card dependent. The problem with that is they turned my debit card down four times at the love station before it worked. <laughs> I didn't have a thing off of you, Brother Sam, but if you'll come on, uh, I'd love to hear you today. It's good to be here, and it's mighty good to see all y'all always enjoy coming up this way and appreciate your friendship and fellowship for a long time may i read part of the 19th psalm <clears throat> the heavens declare the glory of god and the firmament showeth his handiwork day unto day uttereth speech and night unto night showeth knowledge Amen. there is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom cometh out of his chamber, and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. His going forth, Is from the end of the heaven and his circuit unto the ends of it, and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. Now I I am moved by that song. You know, it's not the the words of the song, I don't think that that's all that moves me. Uh, The poetry, the words there are, are absolutely beautiful, Amen. and I, it's pretty enough, I suppose, to move somebody who had artistic interest, maybe, or poetic interest, that didn't even have spiritual interest. It's just beautiful, beautiful words that psalmists have given us, and it's been preserved for us. But when I read it, I hope it's more than just poetry. I hope it's the Spirit of the Lord behind it, and the truth in it that moves me. You know, the heavens declare the glory of God. You know, the night sky especially just catches my attention. I went out one night this week to shut the chickens up. If you don't have any chickens, you might ought to consider getting you some <laughs> for, for a lot of reasons. But one of the best ones being you'd have to go out if you let them out in the daytime, as I do, and shut them up at night. You'd need to go out and shut them up. you get to see the stars and the moon at night and the planets. And it would be worth it because those heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth forth his handiwork. I remember when I was in grade school somewhere, way back down there, they had a little song that we sung. The words were, I see the moon, the moon sees me, Uh, down through the leaves of the old oak tree, please let the moon that shines on me shine on the one I love. (laughs) When I went out Tuesday night, I believe it was, one night this week. Now, I don't know all these stars and planets, but if I see something, sometimes it catches my attention, I'll look it up, you know. It's so easy to look things up now, you know. Uh, I just Googled uh, whatever it was, the 23rd of February, 2023, the night sky, you know, and I got a description of what was going on. But over in the western sky from our house... There was a beautiful crescent moon, a very dark winter sky, and uh, Venus and Jupiter were lined up, and if you're real lucky, you could have seen Mars above the moon. And it, it was just beautiful. I mean, I was, this time of the year, it, about every year, it? they line up over there in about the same order. Some years a little more showy than others. But it's pretty amazing. Beautiful to look at. And another amazing amazing thing about it is it shows God's order in this universe. Because it's absolutely predictable when they're going to line up. Now I can't do it. But some of these real smart physicists and astronomers, they don't have to do it. And they can tell you exactly when it's going to line up. Now, the one to put that together, he knew what he was doing. Put it together at least thousands of years ago, and it's still lining up in a very predictable fashion, just like he wants to line it up. So I tried to take a picture of it. I couldn't make it work. But I did email the children, and I said, you know, if you're aware you have a night sky, it'd be worth looking at it tonight because Matthew was in Dallas and I didn't figure he had much of a night sky in Dallas. Going to town will mess up beautiful stuff, sure. including the night sky. Amen. You just can't see it in a city with all that light pollution like you can at 455 Bowen Hill Road. And uh, anyway, so you know, he, he responded, but he couldn't see much of it where he was. Rebecca was at Perry at the fair, and she is more capable with her cell phone camera than I am behind, and so she took a pretty picture of it from the fairground and uh, sent it back to me, but you know, what I was thinking about is that here I am at home, you know, and my daddy used to tell me, he'd say, these youngins will... He said, they'll get grown and they'll be like a bunch of partridges. (laughs) He said, they'll scatter everywhere. And he's pretty much, they're pretty close, but they're not right there with us. But you know, I thought about it. Wherever they are, except for the light pollution in Dallas, they can see the same moon. They can see the same Venus. They can see the same Jupiter. And they can see the same... Mars, potentially. They're just one of them. And the light of that moon shines on them, you know, wherever they are. And somehow I felt closeness in that. That we could see the same moon, the same star, the same planets. And rejoice in them in the same way. And I don't know what they were thinking, but I hope that they were thinking that the heavens declare the glory of God that firm enough forth His handiwork. Amen. It's just amazing. Now, it sort of makes you feel close to people. But you know I feel closeness to people in the Old Baptist Church all over the country. A lot of them, much more, feel closer to them than my, my neighbors right there around me, you know. And, and in many cases, you know, closer than to some of my family. I mean, I have something in common with them. Right. So consequently, you know, I, I feel closer to them. what is it that makes us feel closer it's not just being able to see the same moon it's something that goes well beyond that over in first john chapter 1 verse 7 The text says, but if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth us from all sins. Brothers and sisters, that's why it is. I mean, that's why it is I can go in some other state and worship an old Baptist that maybe never even seen them before and still feel close to them. Or, you know, you folks here I felt close to for a long time and value your friendship and certainly would be grieved if something happened to you and, and and all of that. And it's not because of the ordinary things, you know, that make people close. I've been in some of your homes right offhand. I'm not sure anybody other than Brother Sam has been in my home, but... Uh, come see us sometime. (laughs) It's, you know, being in and out of people's homes, you think, well, that'll make you close. But I feel the closest without a whole lot of that. And do you think people get close because they do, you know, entertainment together? You know, back a month or so ago, People that hardly knew one another thought they were best buddies because they were all pulling for the football team that was national champions twice in a row. <laughs> you know, and they had something in common—something entertainment that pulled them together. Everybody was rooting for the dogs. But you know, I got some friends who went to tech that I love. <laughs> And appreciate. So what we're talking about in the church goes a whole lot more beyond in these worldly entertainment things. I'm not condemning that. I'm just saying that's not what this good closeness is. There's something much better than that. This light here is a much higher light than the moon. The sun is a greater light than the moon, scripture says, but this light, the first John... Uh, is much uh, a much greater than light. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, this is the light of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He brothers and sisters is the light of the world. Amen. You know, Moses went into that dark place where God was. I don't understand all that. And the world was darkened when Jesus Christ hung on the cross. And that must have been an immense darkness. And God was in both of those places. But yet He is the light of the world. When we have light spiritually... He is the source of our life. Amen. He's the very light that we have. And there's fellowship in Him. There's fellowship in the light of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's fellowship in the person of Christ, in the presence of Christ. You know, when the Lord's blessing, there, there's nothing like that. I mean, in a meeting, and especially that you know at that time and other times when his light is manifest, brother Sam was talking about thoughts. One of these brethren, I guess, you, brother Sam, talking about thoughts and then wandering and going about. It, it seems like my thoughts just go all kind of directions all the time. I guess everybody does it. But it bothers me that I can't focus like I want to focus on something. I'll be reading the scriptures in the mornings or whenever and my mind will be thinking about what I need to do somewhere else and I'll I get plumb mad with myself over it and all that. I never have thought I have had real good focus or the ability to keep my mind on my business too well. <clears throat> but one of the things I've always enjoyed about preaching I guess one thing, it takes all the mind I got. (laughs) And then some. I need a greater intelligence than I was born with to be able to to preach. But when the Lord blesses, and my mind is on the light of Christ, on Jesus Christ, and nothing else. Now, it takes the Spirit. To bless Sam Bowen to get anywhere near feeling that way. Yeah. But that is one of the I can tell you as far as a mental kind of feeling, that's the best mental feeling that I've ever known. To to feel like that my mind is free from distractions. The Lord is in the midst, and He's the light of the meeting, and my mind is on him. Yeah. Now that that is a good feeling. Yeah. And you don't have to be in the pulpit to have that feeling either. Yeah. Some man can be preaching the gospel and the Lord settled your mind on the truth he's preaching and you'd be freed from all those distractions you have the light of Jesus Christ there and your mind is on that what a wonderful feeling that is forget all the troubles and cares of this world you know if you just forget them for a little while I mean, you know, like the Alka-Seltzer commercial, oh, what a relief it is. <laughs> just get your mind off the cares and toils and trials of this world for a little while. I tell you, people that have experienced that life, people that have that in common, I mean, they have something in common that people in other places, they just don't have you know, A lot of times people tell you you know, about all the activities that went on or they'll tell you how the preacher took too much time and Lord knows I've taken too much time sometimes. But in a good meeting, when the Lord is blessing our people, just glad to be there and rarely complain about it taking too much time because the Lord is there. That light is there. I tell you, that's something to experience. People that experience that together, that's better than any kind of entertainment. Better than even the things of nature when you can experience that together. Now, the light here also has reference to the, the gospel. It goes on here. To say, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth us from all sin. The blood of Jesus Christ, His Son. Now that's a common thing that binds people together, isn't it? Those people on this earth who believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You have people... That you have something in common with if they just believe that. I don't mean to (coughs) belittle that belief, but if that's all you got in common with them, that you believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God, you really believe that, you have something in common with them. Because not only have you seen evidence of the light in other ways, that light has shone into your heart. You cannot see that Jesus Christ is the Son of God with your natural eyes or with your carnal mind. It takes the Spirit of the Son of God blessing you to be able to see that He is truly the Son of God. Now that's a pretty amazing thing to believe, really. I can fully understand why a natural man might not believe it. I mean, we're talking about... The infinite and eternal God of the universe. You ever think about that? Surely you do. I mean, He's more than we can imagine. He's more than we can understand. He takes better care of you, child of God, than you can even ask Him to do for you. He's already done it. And He will do it in the future. Because He's beyond our understanding. He's beyond our comprehension. God, through His Son, Jesus Christ, spoke all this into existence. And it's just amazing, really. I mean, this is a vast universe. It's bigger than I understand (laughs) And the details of it in little spaces is greater than I can understand. And God made every single detail. All he did was speak. I'm not even sure he had to do that, but that's what he did. (laughs) He spoke it into existence. You know. You could get silly about talking about what God can and can't do, and sometimes people do. There are certainly things that God's nature prohibits him from doing. He's not going to lie and things like that. But he's all powerful. You worry about whether or not he can heal your sick loved one? Don't do that. I'm kind of like those Hebrew children. I can't tell you that he will do it, but I'll tell you one thing. You can't do it. <laughs> How in the world do you think that would be a big challenge to the God who spoke the world into existence? That'd be a mighty little miracle, I suppose, to him. I mean, he made me start with it. He can do it. He's such a great God. Amen. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Sovereign God of the universe performs, well, you're thinking about His miracles. Have you ever noticed that all along and on a regular basis, I'm satisfied that He's done it to billions of people on this earth already. And this world is still here, so I reckon he's still doing it. But he can take a sinner, vain and wild, and make him as a little child. Amen. (laughs) When have you thought about that? I mean, have you ever known somebody that was living a very reckless life and you set out to? You know, to to make it all right, to get them straightened out. More than likely, you personally were not very successful in that. Your prayers, you know, may have helped in different things, but probably pretty limited in what you can do. If they're they're dead in trespasses and sin, you can't do a thing well for them spiritually. But the wind goeth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof. Canst tell from whence it cometh or where it goeth, but so is everyone who is born of God. The Spirit of the Lord goes to the hearts of people who are dead in trespasses and sin, maybe living a terribly reckless life. Now, not in every case. Their lives may not seem that reckless, but a lot of times it is. You don't know Sam Bowen very well from way back yonder, but you've read about the Apostle Paul. He claims to be a greater sinner than I was. And he brought about that change. That is a wonderful miracle. I oh, God did that. But now back to where I was about believing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That great God I've been talking about. There was a point in time... When he took his only begotten son. Now he didn't create him. He was begotten. He was always his son. Had always been with him in eternity. In heaven. In perfection. Perfect relationship. Always been right there with him. But he gave only begotten Son to come to this earth down here where people had already behaved so badly that God had disturbed all but eight souls alive in a great flood a world cursed with sin and sorrow and grief and anguish and pain When you say that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, you believe that this great God sent His only begotten Son down here into this mess. And down here into this mess for you, child of God. He sent His only begotten Son. I tell you, that speaks of His greatness and His love, doesn't it? Now, I said I love y'all, and I believe I do. But I'm afraid when it got down to giving them boys, (laughs) or them girls, or my goodness, them grand youngins. (laughs) Oh, me, Brother Tommy said grand youngins will make you silly. They will, won't they? (laughs) That might be some negotiation coming in there of my human limitations, my sin. Our great God, He loved you enough to send His only begotten Son. And with those people who really believe that this great God has sent His only begotten Son, you've got something in common with them. And it's a whole lot better than seeing the same moon and stars. It's fellowship in that. Now, the text goes further and it says that He his, uh, cleanses us from all sin. Now, there are a lot of people that will tell you that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and I'm glad they believe that. But they'll tell you that he, he came down here maybe help you out a little bit. Maybe help you so that if you will submit your will to His will, which is a willful act on your part, that if you will do that, then do everything you can to behave yourself well enough. That He will very likely help you behave well enough so maybe you can go to heaven when you die. Now, I may have presented it with a little bit of sarcasm. But I'm telling you. That's fundamentally what a lot of your good neighbors. Believe. That's right. yeah. And that. I, I, can't, I can't fellowship with that. You know. One of my neighbors stopped with me the other day. And I've known him all my life. Think a lot of him. Probably a way better fellow than I am. But I, I mentioned it. We're talking about the brevity of life, a neighbor that lost a, a child in an ATV accident. We're talking about that. And I said, you know, I told him in our family, we'd lost, uh, in my, my mom and daddy's offspring, we lost three um, in the last year, or in 22. Um, my brother died in February, and then a nephew died, and very unexpectedly, just uh, a sudden heart episode of some sort and he died in, I think, April. And then some of you, y'all may have known Mama Day's great grandchild, my sister's grandchild that died in in um, December between Christmas and New Year's. His name was Reed Harley, he was from Cochrane. He was 22, um, some of y'all might, he played football and he was in high school over there. You know. But anyway, he died, it was Statesboro, I'd finished, graduated from college, you know, they just found him dead in the apartment. So anyway, uh, I mentioned that life, you know, was this brevity of it and that we didn't know when the end here in this world would be and so forth. And he said, he said, yes, sir. He said, we just got to stay prayed up. <laughs> now, what am I supposed to say? That? Am I supposed to be rude to my neighbor? No. <laughs> Is there any way to deal with that other than being rude to him? Listen, Sam Bowen, whose mind wanders all the time anyhow, even when I'm praying a lot of times right, yeah. I want you to know that my I I rejoice hmm. that my eternal salvation is not based on me staying prayed up well right. <laughs> Amen. I used to worry when they told me I had to pray the sinner's prayer and pray it just right I tell you I laid away night wondering if I would prayed it just right <laughs> If I had it, it's probably the first thing I ever had done this. <laughs> you know, I'm worried about that kind of stuff. We ought to be delivered from that. One of my children's spouse's grandparent insisted they go to a meeting with her here a couple weeks ago. And before she got home, she texted me. She said, Daddy, I'm glad you didn't take me to hear this, what I heard today. She said, I couldn't, I couldn't have dealt with being scared to death every Sunday of my life. Yes. How blessed we are. I mean, if you really believe the Son of God is Jesus Christ and He came into this world and He died for your sins... Your sin debt was paid, child of God. There is nothing you can add to your eternal salvation, and there is nothing you're gonna take away from it. Amen. Right. And it gets more good to that. Because neither do you have to worry about your neighbor's salvation or those little hungry babies in Africa. I'm telling you, if God loved them before the foundation of this world, your mansion won't be a square inch bigger (laughs) than theirs will be in glory. Now, there aren't many of us that believe these things. Oh, there are a lot of people who tell you they believe in predestination. I suppose they do. But they don't believe like I believe it and like you believe it. There are a lot of people tell you they believe in election, but they don't believe it like we believe it. Listen. I know there's not a big crowd of us, but every time I go to one of those little churches around home, and 10, 12, maybe 20 people will show up who believe what I preach and will put up, listen to me tell it just one more time. And we have met there one more time to worship God in what I believe is Truth and when God blesses and in spirit, yeah. listen, we got I got a whole world in common with those folks and more than that. And I feel like the same light, I like that moon in the old oak tree. And when the light of Christ shines down on us all, we experience it. We know his love. We know his salvation. Not only does it bring us closer to him, but it brings us closer together. Fellowship. Amen. I love my pastor where I grew up with the missionary Baptist people. And he was a good man, as good a man as I have ever known. But one thing he, he used to say is, he said, Fellowship's like a triangle. If you and your brother are on the base of the triangle and God's on the apex, the closer you get to God, the closer you'll get to your brethren. And the closer you get to your brethren, the closer you'll get to God. There's a world of truth in that in there. I love you, brothers and sisters. Love you for Christ's sake. There's something better in that than any other kind of love that I know. May God bless you.